podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Sponsored by 1010 Podcasts. The Celtic Exchange, a fresh insight on Celtic Football Club. And on the final whistle at the Estadio Benito Villamarin, it finishes Real Betis 4, Celtic 3. This is Tino from the Celtic Exchange, and tonight I'm joined by James. James, a seven-goal thriller, but not the outcome we wanted. How did you see it tonight? No, a frustrating one tonight. Um, a lot of things to be positive about, but a lot of what I call self-harm. There's guys coming in second string there tonight, but there's a lot of really basic footballer errors, you know, that, that we shouldn't be making. So frustrating, but, you know, there's positives to take away from it. Yeah, I think there are positives and, you know, I'm I'm ever the optimist when it comes to Celtic, you know, even in Europe against some of the big hitters, but I went into it with fairly low expectations tonight, especially given the news about Callum McGregor been out, Abada been out, we already know about Kyogo, various other guys missing across the board. Um, but despite that, you know, the team still give you reason for optimism, particularly going to a up, but do you think it was just a stretch too far with the, the personnel we had tonight? Yes and no, because they, they showed they could take it to them. You know, at, at 2-0 up, just before Betis scored their first goal, they were at absolute sixes and sevens. They were there for the taking, and Celtic just didn't have that kind of killer instinct to, to go at them. You know, we were we were attacking, but, you know, the, we weren't kind of focused enough. I, I thought focus was a, an issue the whole game, start to finish. So I know personnel, um, and I know we didn't have high expectations, but once you got into the game itself. They showed they could go at it. They showed they could score goals against that team. So why not keep playing that game for 90 minutes? They didn't really believe in themselves. I think that's maybe an issue, which is an issue of personnel itself. Possibly. I mean, it's not like they, they outclassed us in any way, shape or form. They had, a, they had a real spell. You know, obviously they scored four goals at one point without uh, reply. And they just had that real concentrated spell in the middle of the game where we couldn't handle them. But across the 90 minutes, it wasn't like they, were, you know, they outclassed us, despite the fact that they've got some big hitters They've got some decent forward players. They've got players that, you know, have gone for 20 million plus or signed for 20 million plus. Uh, and ultimately, I think, you know, we just came undone due to a real, well, not just a lack of personnel in terms of 11, but you look to the bench and it's a squad game. They brought on three guys at the same time. We didn't have any such luxury. And I think we actually had to bring on James McCarthy more about why shortly in terms of uh, replacing Sorrow. But yeah. that was about all we had. Um, it was, and so it was a, yeah, yeah, and a tough 90 minutes for the guys out there. Yeah, Rogic, I would say in particular, you know, a man not known for his athletic prowess. Um, he was just blown out his backside by the end. Um, he kept trying, but you could see things weren't coming off because he was just so tired. So that that's the depth. That, you know, there's not a Celtic fan around that doesn't know that the, the, the depth isn't there. And that's for January to fix. Yeah. I've seen some comments. You, you, you'll have seen it potentially on Twitter if you're looking, but... Uh, disgrace and embarrassment, shambles and different things. I, I'm not getting that excited or upset about tonight because, yeah, it's disappointing unless, you know, conceding four goals is, is sore at the best of times. But we've got to be realistic in terms of where we are just now and on the guys. You know, people are, you know, blaming Ange and all that kind of stuff. What else could they do? Yeah, you go and park the bus if you want and, and still lose one now. Would you rather do that or would you rather have a go tonight and, and see where we get? Yeah, there's a real lack of awareness for some Celtic fans. And I don't want this to be a, a podcast that gets on at our own supporters, but have some awareness of where we were 
when Ange picked up the reins here, the job to be done and what he was left with. So you just need to cop on a wee bit. We're, we're making progress. We're playing good football. You know, you can maybe have a nod to the pragmatic style of football, but like you say, you know, part, part of the bus against a team like that, they sneak a goal anyway and you go home as a plucky loser, you're better to come out and play your own football. And it doesn't matter what, whether you want that or I want that, Ange isn't going to play it anyway. Yeah, he's not uh, He's not listening to us regardless. So, yeah, but you get the same zero points for losing 1-0 as 4-3. So, yeah, I just think bigger picture stuff, I think, you know, certain folks should maybe just have a look at, as you say, where we were and where we currently find ourselves. Very much a work in progress. Anyway, what we'll do, we'll run through the team um, very quickly. So... Joe Hart starts in goals and as the captain. Fairly pleased with that. Um, yeah, you know, he's yeah. shown a, a fair bit of responsibility since he, he took on board. So I think the natural choice. Uh, back four, Ralston comes back in at right back. Carter Vickers remains in the centre with Starfelt. And Juranovic, as he done against Rangers, pops out to left back. Midfield three, and I suppose this is where the biggest concern came from. Ishmael Soro is the, is the protector, is the nice. defensive midfielder. It is not a serious option or a viable option moving forward. And we've seen that tonight. Uh, he was flanked by Rodgers to one side and Turnbull to the other. Rodgers certainly tried a lot to make things happen. Again, I was a wee bit disappointed with Turnbull. Maybe we'll cover that. Mm. And up top, Ayeti keeps his place at centre-forward. Uh, Montgomery um, put in a far more advanced role. I believe that's where he he certainly used to play um, before he was moved to left-back. So Montgomery up in the left wing. And Yota, uh, you know, who who done himself fairly proud uh, on the right wing. So what was your take overall? Is it the lineup you expected? Uh, th- there was... Two lineups, and you know, we were debating them pre match. That was one, that was one you'd kind of napped yourself. I, I was tempted to see what Juranovic could do up there and have Montgomery in his kind of left back role and Yota in his natural left wing position, um, and, and Ralston just at the back. So I just, I'm just not a fan of right backs at left back personally. And I think Juranovic has got a wee bit about him going forward. So that that's maybe the only thing. There was no going to be any difference in midfield. I just don't think McCarthy's match fit. If we'd started him, he could have blown himself out. So it was going to be Sorrow, and that's that's frustrating. Um, he was very, very frustrating from start to finish when he got hooked. His performance for their third goal should see you almost signed died from playing for Celtic ever again for me. I, I thought it was pathetic, really. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it was quite as good as pathetic. I thought it was just shambolic stuff. I don't know what he was thinking. He was just dreaming on the way out there. We'll, we'll cover that shortly. But yeah, um, I think Ange would be desperate for McCarthy to get back fit uh, and to slot into that team. Obviously, we miss McGregor as a captain. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's the mainstay back there. But, you know, you look across and Soros the man to do that job tonight. And pff, I think I think McCarthy probably came on sooner than Ange would have wanted as well. He doesn't have the legs at the moment for even 45. So the sooner James McCarthy can get up to some sort of full fitness, the better across the board. To look at the bench very quickly, you've got Barkas and Bain. Obviously, they're not going to have an impact. Scales, you know, just in the door, defensive-minded. McCarthy, we've touched on. Shaw, Uruguide, Dane Murray, Ewan Henderson, Stephen Welsh. There's no game changers in there, is there? Oh, no, it's so, so, so light. So late, you know, in terms of attacking prowess and attacking options, and that that's how the game played out. You know, was, I thought Yota should have been um, coming off in terms of tiredness and match fitness, but there was no option to do so. Yeah. You know, so there just wasn't any attacking options there. Yeah, in, indeed. So, um, Celtic got off to a decent start. You know, fairly, you know, good in possession, kind of taking the game to them, keeping their crowd quiet. Um, all in all, a fairly positive start. Uh, and then Sorrow gets booked. I think it was the ninth minute. And yeah, it just leaves well us as a club and him as a player walking a tightrope. It, it, it's nonsense and needless, isn't it? it? It's not even 
that he was, you know, booked and it could have gone either way. It was a stonewall yellow, you know, just a, a stupid foul, and it wasn't his first. Um, I, I just, I, I, you'll say it earlier in the season, you can't coach stupidity, and I wonder if that's the issue we've got with Sorrow. Mm. I, I think he's got some bits and bobs, and I said maybe he's coachable. I'm not so sure anymore. He just, he does stupid things a lot, a lot of the time, you know. Um, very erratic, rash in the challenge. Some of his passing is just wild. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't want to get too hard on one guy, but just, nah, no for me. Don't worry, there's plenty of time for that, James. We'll, we'll come back to Sorrow shortly. Um, however, on the 12th minute, Celtic have taken the lead. Uh, I'll be in a yeah, I suppose, a man in confidence, a man in form. It's been a really decent move, actually. Um, it's found its way to David Turnbull, who's clipped out to the right-hand side. Uh, Yotta's shown some good feet, you know, some trickery. Whipped it in a very good area. And uh, yeah, he's just got to be there. He's got to get something on it, you know, like a true number nine, get just anything on it to bundle it over the line. That has been the case. Obviously, there's been the... The Dubai to the ref and actually has called it off. How did you see it in real time? I couldn't see where the handball had come from. I thought he was maybe confused with my handball from their guy. I certainly couldn't see where a jetty would be, you know, rolling his, his shoulder, taking a nudge it in his right arm or anything. So I couldn't see how physically it was going to be called, uh, called a handball. So I was confident the VAR was going to give us it. As was I, uh, and it was pleasing to see because, you know, we've been in the wrong end of so many decisions like that, whether it have been Europe or domestically, and it was it was pleasing to see VAR do its job. That's exactly yeah. why it's there, uh, and justice was served. I yet obviously delighted, and, and it's a great start for Celtic. Um, interestingly, I heard in the commentary that uh, Manuel Pellegrini, obviously the, the Betis manager, it was he who actually signed um, a Yeti for West Ham back yeah, in 2019. So, yeah. and just, also, just as well worth noting, what a beautiful, I would say, forest green kind of shirt Pellegrini was wearing. What was your take on that? It was a real, you know, high-end collection man at CNA number, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't mind them. I thought it was fantastic. I'm sure him and Angela had a chat about uh, their various fashions after the game. But, yeah, interesting. You know, Pellegrini, very experienced manager, obviously, you know, Man City. Was he the Madrid manager? I think he was, wasn't he? Yeah. Madrid, Man City, West Ham. Being around the block, very experienced manager. But, obviously, they'll have been uh, disappointed to go 1-0 down, but even more so... Uh, that it was a Yeti who obviously couldn't do it for West Ham. Um, beyond that, you know, Celtic at that point, tails are up, uh, you know, looking good, playing it about nicely. Joe Hart's made another big save, I think, around about the 18th minute. He's kind of down low to his right-hand side to save a header. Celtic have broke at that point. Uh, Yota and Ralston working well. To, uh, Tom Rodgers is a volley. Different things going on. Uh, around about that time, though, I've clocked it at 20 minutes, Sorrow had to be very, very careful. They've had a breakaway. He's clattered a guy in the halfway line. The guy's gone down. The ref has played advantage. Now, the ref's had a decision to make there. If it wasn't advantage, he might well have booked him at the time. Sometimes the fact the advantage happened has gone in our favour and the, the move's been allowed to play out. But at that moment, you're potentially asking for Sora to come off, aren't you? I, I said it myself. I mean, that was a second yellow. That, that was a, a yellow card offence. It should have been off. Um, and I said it at 20 minutes, with 70 minutes of the game to play, I'd have had McCarthy on. But, you know, physically... That's maybe just not feasible, but my logic was you can either have a half at McCarthy for 70 minutes or 10 men. That was how what the options were looking like. Yeah, or stick Barkas in there instead, just get him to... Well, but he likes to play out. Pop it about. Um, but yeah, just a, just a, it's a serious frustration uh, from Sorrow. However, um, around about five, six minutes later, it's 2-0, uh, penalty kick this time. Again, it was a, a really good break. You know, Celtic were playing yeah. well, and this was a bit of Ange ball and full flow. You're... you're, you're Riding your luck sometimes defensively, but when you break, it's very impressive. Uh, Turnbull, again, heavily involved, plays the one-two by a Yeti. I thought he put a Yeti a bit wide, and actually, it might have been a, a better ball to put it further right to Yota. 
Any regardless, he's put a Yeti in with a chance. And a Yeti's been clever about it. Um, he's he's rode the challenges, but he's probably gone looking for the foul. But it is a foul. Um, do you have any arguments with it being a penalty? What was your take on that? It's a funny one. I mean, the goalie commenting himself like that is just saying, you'll get any contact on me and take your penalty and well, no complaints. I don't think there was any contact is the problem. Mm. I think a Yeti was a wee bit scared to take contact and actually rolled over him. Um, so the goalie's in his way. Is a contact. Uh, I didn't really see it. But I don't know, modern day penalty. I thought it was a penalty. I thought it was a penalty all day long, to be honest with you. And I think it's maybe a wee bit more of a Yeti um, connecting way. So it's Claudio Bravo, ex-Barca and Man City, of course, their captain and goalkeeper. But it's a Yeti connecting with him, maybe, rather than the other way about. But if you just look at the goalie and nothing else, the way he comes out is rash and you're always oh, yeah, yeah. running the risk there. Um, but instead of a Yeti picking himself up, dusting himself off and taking the penalty, Juranovic has got the ball in hand. Did you have any nerves about him? Any nerves about him taking it? Oh, no, wasn't surprised to see at all. Um, I think I'd heard he'd been a penalty taker, free kick taker, all that stuff. He's got a great strike on him. So, yeah, I had no qualms about that. Yeah, so he's caught it really nice, kind of high and, and effective yeah, yeah. at the side net into the goalie's right-hand side. Very good penalty. And all of a sudden, Celtic away from home find themselves 2 all up and, and cooking my gas. Mm. Uh, that's as good as it got, though, eh? Hold my beer. <laughs> so at that point, why is it that a team go 2 0 up, should be full of confidence, you know, should be flying, should be, you know, buzzing, working hard off the ball? Why do Celtic so often, well, certainly, you know, in the last 12 months or so, go the other way instead of kick on confidence wise? We seem to take a dip for some reason. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we need to kind of throw a line and say yesterday's yesterday and this is Angie's team. I think a lot of it, a lot more of it comes down to the fact that you've got a lot of guys who've not played together for any length of time, if at all, for some of them. And things weren't linking up, things weren't coming off. There was a lack of cohesion. Um, there was, you know, you're looking at Yota and the Yeti. I mean, that's not really appearing as much as they connected for the first goal. They could have done better for that chance when we were two up. And that I think that would have finished it if we'd gone three up. Absolutely. I mean, you know, chances and goals change games. And if you go three nil up, you are done and dusty the part after an absolute collapse. At that at that point, they were in complete disarray. They were all over the place, sixes and sevens, couldn't get anything to stick, and we had a good chance to turn the screw and didn't. And I think there's a maybe a lack of killer instinct in there at the moment, you know, mm. and that's got to be coached into them. And just spoken about, you know, these two games a week and stuff from the international break. He's not getting the time he wants to coach as much as he'd like to. So I'd like to see us get as much coaching at these players as we can and then see what we can do. That, that's one of those, you know, who knows kind of things because we've, we've not had this team together for long enough. That's true. It's just Celtic life, though. You don't get much time in the training field out with your... your I know. Season, perhaps it's just, you know, it's Saturday, Thursday or, or Sunday, Thursday, the way things will be going just now for Europa. Um, and Andrew just need to try and find, you know, these pockets of time. And I'm sure they have team meetings where they go through shape and strategy and systems. But yeah, you know, the more time I can spend with these guys, the better. Particularly, the, the, I mean, I suppose it's brand new to everybody, but there's also guys who are just in the door even the last couple of weeks. So hopefully yeah. he can get some time. But yeah, you know, thereafter, you'd be hoping 2-0 up, 26 minutes, can you even ride it out to half time because, you know, the home crowd start to get tense and different things. But unfortunately not. So we've conceded uh, their first goal. I've got it around about the 32nd minute. Um, I just found it poor all round. It was a wee bit pinball wizard. First of all, Ralston's got a header. And unless you're getting real distance on it, you cannot head it back into that area. He's headed Absolutely. it back to the edge of the box. For me, uh, Soro's been weak in the tackle. It's rattled about. The guys get the break and, and he slotted it away nicely. Um, Miranda, I think, was a goal scorer. And all of a sudden, 
they gets a, a huge lift. You know, the crowd are, are back on side. And then two minutes later, it's, it's two each. What did you see of the, the second goal for Betis? See, I think Vickers is playing a, a risky game there. You know, a really fast guy. And he's, he's giving him no distance. You know, he's right on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Vickers has got a bit of pace when he gets going, but it's the getting going is the trick. And the guy was already away by that point. He's claiming offside, which he wasn't. Um, the real frustration for me is Vickers is claiming offside and Ralston standing his hand in the air as the goal scorer teams past him to give uh, to give your man a, an easy square ball from his slot at home. So Ralston for me there, that's a real it was an immature uh, move from him, stopping and waiting for the whistle. Come on, that's kid stuff. I think so. I think you know Carter Vickers. You could argue, you know, he was too close to the guy. And I mean, it's it, the guy is he, he's absolutely onside, no complaints. But he's just onside, so and that can happen. But the fact that he's been able to break through and then just square it for the tap in, there's serious distance between the guy that taps and right. Ralston, and that's just a concentration thing. Yeah, it's concentration. If if Ralston tracks his man there, you know they might still get a goal. You'll certainly get a shot away. But it's him against Joe Hart, and I'll take my chances with that rather than just having open goals. Yeah. So to each at half time, you know, pretty disappointing given you know, uh, you know how we'd started and rolled into that that two 0 lead. Um, there was lots of calls. I had a glance on Twitter at half time. Lots of calls for Sora to come off at half time. And again, just to, to reiterate, I think Ange would love to have taken him off at half time. He just knows that James McCarthy doesn't have the the forty five minutes in the tank. I think it was eventually the fifty fifth minute that he's made the change, but. I wish he'd done it sooner because uh, Betis' third goal, so I've got it uh, just before the 50-minute mark. What was Ishmael Soro doing as he sauntered out to try and stop the cross? He's get, I mean, I know he's not a right-back, but he's got everything wrong there. He's too far from the guy. He's not closing down. He's doing this stupid modern-day footballer hands-behind-the-back nonsense uh, just to basically say, cross it whenever you want me. I'll not get in your way. Yeah, I mean, I've no problem with the hand behind the back, but you've got to bomb out there. You've got to really hear. There's, no clo- there's no closing with that. You've, yeah. you've got to be closing. Do do one of the two, you know, he's doing nothing. You can do the, the hands behind the back thing once you get there. He put the hands behind the back, what looked like on the edge of our box, and then he kind of skipped it. It was cute. You know, just skipped right. it for the guys. And I'll be there in a wee minute, but if you want to cross it in the meantime, I just think, as it is, do you know what? The basics are there. Block the cross and you've got a chance. You know, doesn't matter if you're right back or a striker. If you find yourself one-on-one with their winger, block the cross and you'll have a chance. Sort of got nowhere near blocking the cross. It's in a very dangerous area. I'm not sure how much I can then apportion blame elsewhere. Starfelt looked like he could maybe have done better, but the big issue for me is Sorrow there. Yeah, Starfelt's not tracking maybe more than him later, but um, it's Sorrow there. And that's where the personnel excuse, you know, the number of players we're out today, kind of doesn't wash for me because Sorrow's good enough to cover that and he didn't. So even if he's not your first choice defensive midfielder, he's good enough to be stopping that ball coming in. So that that's the frustrating thing for me. Um, yeah, but like you say, it comes in the into dangerous area. There's not an awful lot that Sinners can do. I, I thought Starfield was not concentrating as well, not tracking his man. Mm, perhaps, but yeah, I think the real danger was done for me just in the, the ball being allowed to go into such a, a dangerous area. Uh, fast forward just a few minutes uh, and it goes 4 2 best. So, um, one me, I think, with the goal this time again, so much time in the box. You're, you're thinking the danger's over because he's the guy takes it in his chest, but he's moving away from goal, but he's allowed that three, four yards to turn. From his point of view, it's a decent strike, you know, into the corner, nothing the goalie can do, but. How's he been allowed so much time in the box? What's, what's Turnbull doing heading balls to the D? Yeah, yeah, I mean... Yeah, that, for a corner, if you're not sure, if you haven't got a man, if you haven't got a clear, clear header, corner. 
Yeah, and it goes back to Ralston for the first one. You can't head into areas blind. If you don't know if it's safe there, get it out towards the byline or even out for a corner and you can regroup. So, yeah, I thought it was a bit disappointing from Turnbull, who, as I say, I thought it quite a disappointing game again. Um, and Wanmi, as I say, from his point of view, he takes a chance and rattles it in. I think it went in off the post eventually. At that point, you're 4-2 and you're effectively done and dusted. Their tails are up, the crowd are up. You could see, I think it cut to Rogic walking back at the time and he just, you know, he looked to the heavens as if, oh, how do we find ourselves here again? Um, as I say, beyond that, McCarthy comes on for Sorrow, 55th minute, potentially 54 minutes too late, but by and by. Um, there's a couple of half chances. I get he's unlucky by a headed goal that was rightfully called offside. Rogic crashes one off the post um, around about the 66, 67 minute mark, which could have made a, a bit of an impact at that point. There was a moment I'd like to highlight, though, around about 69 minutes, where Yota's done some really good, clever stuff, you know, clever feet out on the right-hand side, uh, and he's managed to backheel it into the path of Ralston, who all of a sudden finds himself bearing in from the right-hand side, and he scoops it way high up into their stand, and it kind of summed everything up there, and Yota must have thought, we a bit too late to go back to my, my parent club, because he's done some brilliant stuff, and I'm not having a go at Anthony Ralston, he had very honest very hard-working guy, but just the quality was not there. Uh, that's exactly what I thought. You know, Yota's saying, I've done my bit. Who are you? If you get Juranovic picking that ball up, it's a different story, you know? So, uh, you know, Ralston's been great and his attitude's been beyond great. He's been you know, phenomenal attitude right from the start of the season. But we're talking about a guy who's just not got that level of ability. And you see those, and he gets very frustrated by himself as well, and I feel for him, you see those kind of sclaffed, sliced crosses from Ralston from time to time, once every three games or two games or whatever kind of thing. So it is what it is, and that's the, the squad depth issue. Yeah, I think so. And as if to highlight the point, you know, as I said about Ralston, lacks quality, but very honest, very determined, very committed. And that's shown in the, the goal that he's managed to get back for us. So 86 minutes, obviously just too little, too late. But Turnbull has whipped in a very dangerous ball in a very good area. And he's just shown more desire than anyone else to go on the end of it. And it's his third goal of the season as well. You know, he's, he's getting goals for a guy who, you know, had barely played for Celtic last year, let alone scored. So he's done his job there, but there's no doubt he's limited. And the sooner we can balance out the fullback positions, the better, whether that's with Juranovic Yuran back there, I don't know, do we stop Montgomery or is it time to put in skills? I'm not sure. So it, it's not a, a go at Ralston. He is honest as the day is long, but has limitations. And actually the limitations from a, you know, a few others tonight. So Aye, he wasn't alone. Aye. So Sorrow being the most obvious one. I know you've got a concern over Starfelt and different things, but just ultimately, again, as I mentioned at the start, I just don't think we can point the finger of blame at Ange here. And listen, Ange isn't immune from criticism. You know, so far, so good from him. And he, everything he's done has been good enough for me, but... I just think he was so limited by the players on offer tonight. Yeah, a manager losing seven first-team players is always going to uh, have a, an excuse in his back pocket, you know. And the alternative was to go for pragmatic, away from home football in Europe. And it's just not going to happen. So uh, what what we get from that, you know, adherence to his, his ethos and way to play football is the players get a, you know another game, another game to, to learn it to see what happens when they get this bit wrong, when they don't track that back. Point of order in Yota, by the way, he, he's, I know he's not had much in the way of coaching since he's come into Celtic. He's only been in, you know, 10 minutes, but he's not tracking back. At one point on Saturday, we clocked 
uh, Abada at right back mm. because Juranovic decided to be the centre circle for some reason. But, but Abada was in the right back position covering him. Yota wasn't. There was a gap there several points tonight and Yota wasn't closing down. He wasn't tracking back. So that's, that's I'm all for the tricks to going forward. But in the Angie system, you've got to be tracking back. Maybe so. I mean, maybe Yota's not quite used to that. Maybe he's been a it luxury at previous clubs. So again, this can come to the, the coaching side of things. He's barely a week in the door um, or you know, a couple of weeks maybe. And I wonder if, yeah, we'll see more work off him. I was impressed by him tonight, certainly going forward. I like him. I like him a lot to offer. Um, so yeah, so just, you know, just to try and kind of finish things off on a, on a fairly positive note, as I say, we'll always be, be disappointed at Celtic with any sort of defeat in any sort of competition. But from my point of view, and you, and you can give me your own shout, James, but from my point of view, I've been far more disappointed at other games, you know, at Celtic, you know, in recent times or further beyond. I think we've shown some real positivity. You've scored three goals away from home in Spain. Um, there's been some, you know, real spells of possession. You've do- taken the game to them. And I just think when you look at the players missing, I think it's about as good as we could expect. I think actually, if you'd asked me pre-match, would I accept a defeat, but a, a fighting defeat? Yeah, I would. I think a lot of people feared the worst and thought we might have been on a hiding three, four, five, nothing. That's not happened tonight. So as much as I'm disappointed, I think we've seen glimpses that there's there's so much more to come from Celtic and Ange once we get everyone back and available. Yeah, I, I would agree with almost all of that. I'd, I'd maybe pick you up on the fight and defeat. I thought they could have fought harder. There was almost 40 minutes of football to play when they went 4-2 down. And I think for about, you know, 25 of that, it was very pedestrian. It was, you know, just not positive enough. And like they'd lost that, self-belief they had in the first half an hour so I think they could have maybe fought a wee bit harder there and not you know learn to take uh, losing goals as they are you know it's not when you've got 40 minutes of football to play you can score two goals relax you scored one of them mm-hmm. so I think with a wee bit more urgency uh, from when we went 4-2 down we could end up with something different there tonight so apart from that like I said two things personnel and time it's very short on time from when Ange picked up the keys for this car and the personnel, we've got a decent first 11 together. We don't have a strong squad. And the first 11 that we have got was decimated. So, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty relaxed in terms of the result and, you know, what that means. It doesn't mean anything. It's just all we need to do is get the personnel back, uh, bolster things in January and keep coaching this squad to the potential they can be. Yeah, I think it's important to keep an eye on the bigger picture and, I think that's what we've tried to do tonight. So next up, Europa League-wise, is Bayer Leverkusen at home in a couple of weeks' time, and that'll be very interesting as well. Another, you know, tough challenge for Celtic, but we'll see where we get to by then. So yes. Celtic's search for a win in Spain continues, and despite getting three goals tonight, we came away ultimately with nothing. All eyes now turn to Livingston in the league on Sunday, and we'll be back on the final whistle then. In the meantime, my thanks to James for tonight, and as always, our thanks to you for listening. Sponsored by 1010 Podcasts. Sports Social Podcast Network.